Welcome to Blueprint of Faith. My name is Ken Primus. I am your host on this journey into the Word of God, which is also called the Word of Faith. I've been a teacher of the Word for over 30 years. I was a pastor of Abundant Grace Ministries, and now I travel the world teaching the Word of God. According to the Word, without faith, it's impossible to please God. By faith, we understand. The Bible also goes on to say that the just shall live by faith, for we walk by faith and not by sight. By faith, we believe that the universe was made. We are justified by faith. Fight the good fight of faith. At this podcast, we're going to talk about what really is faith, how we get it, how do we develop it, how to use it, so that we can receive the 8,810 promises of God, 7,487 of them being promises made by God to His beloved man. Grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through the knowledge of Him. We have been studying and looking at um, the the will of God. We looked at the timing of God. Spent some time because I wanted to lead into this particular teaching as to how do we enter into the rest of God. Uh, I've talked about this before, but with the information that I've gained recently and the study that we did, I wanted to lead into that and show that you, so that you and I can uh, have a full understanding of some of the things that God uh, has done for us and the fact that you and I are waiting for these things to manifest in our lives and uh, what do we do in that space of waiting. I've talked um, a lot about this particular space that when we once uh, made our confession, Jesus said, believing you shall receive. And um, as we continue our believing, regardless of what's going on within our situation and our lives, the manifestation comes. And so what I want to do today is to introduce you guys to uh, what is called the rest of um, God says he wants to introduce us into his rest or the rest of, of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to take that, uh, we're going to take the principles from the book of Hebrews. And we can see that in Hebrews chapter 3. And I've done a study about this before, but I wanted to do this, with, as I mentioned with, uh, to you earlier, um, showing you the will of God, uh, what we have to do in order to become, be in the will of the Father. Once we're there in the will of God, I wanted to see and show you guys that timing, because that timing is the distance between the manifestation, um, the confession of it, and the um, the manifestation of it. So uh, it is very important. We know that uh, the Bible teaches us, and I've talked to you guys about this, with Abraham and Sarah, we know that faith is that we must maintain faith within the confession. It is our lifestyle. And I know the timing uh, is what gets us really off, and we miss it, and many times we give up, and all of these things. And we know in 
according to Romans chapter 4, I believe, and it talks about Abraham and Sarah, when they got their promise and how they got theirs. And I've been teaching you guys about that. I actually wrote a book uh, called The Blueprint of Faith, and The Blueprint of Faith chronicles the process by which they got their, um, their desired outcome, if you will, and that desired outcome was based on a promise that God had made to, her, to them. So uh, we've seen that the word of God is truth and so forward. Uh, so the desired outcome, as I said to you earlier, is based on the word of God. So we studied the word of God and we saw the power that is within the word of God. We talked about how God holds his word above his name and all of that type of stuff. You know, according to Hebrews, that the entire world, the universe, all of it, is holed up by the Word of God. So uh, we see then the power of the Word of God. So the promise that Abraham and Sarah got was a, was a Word of God that was given to them. And many of you have gotten a Word of God from on your life, and it hasn't manifest as yet. But you have to incorporate faith. The Scripture says we have to mix faith with the promise, with the Word of God. And when we mix it, we will get a manifestation. So we saw that in Romans chapter 4 that Abraham and Sarah says Abraham was not weak in faith. How was he not weak in faith? He was giving glory unto God. So we see that that time for Abraham from the manifestation, which was a year or so, even longer than that, because God had promised him a long time ago, and he thought it was Lot and so forth, and God had to show them, no, it wasn't Lot, had nothing to do with it. This was a word that I gave to you that it would be of your seed and so forth. Um, so uh, we are going to take a look at uh, Hebrews chapter 3 and see a couple of principles there concerning the rest of God. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, today is um, today if you hear God's voice, don't harden your heart as you did in the bitter, the bitter quarrel. On that day in the wilderness, when you put God to the test, yes, your fathers put me to the test. They challenged me, and they saw my works for forty years. Therefore I was disgusted with that generation. I said, their hearts are always going astray. They have not understood how I do things. In my anger I swore that they would not enter my rest. And now this conversation, as we started, was the Holy Spirit. Um, we were uh, given information that this test, or the great, uh, the bitter quarrel, as it uh, stated in this particular translation, that um, the people of Israel, the children of Israel, testing the Holy Spirit. And so we know then that the Holy Spirit is gone. So as they are in the wilderness and we are very aware of all of the testings that they have done and the quarreling that they did um, against God, that they didn't have water, they didn't have food, they didn't have all of these different things. But if you, uh, as you and I know, in all of their um, quarrels and their um, uh, events and situations that happened in their life, God was there to provide. We know that even when they were angry about food and water, he got food, a quail, he got water from a rock. Um, 
We know that uh, there were none sick amongst them, not a single one that was sick amongst them. We know also that their clothing did not wear out. So we know that they were fed uh, manna from heaven, food from heaven. So these guys were being provided for by God through tremendous amount of miracles, and yet they did not understand anything. He and the Holy Spirit said it so in the Word today. If you hear God's voice, don't harden your heart as you did in the bitter quarrel on that day in the wilderness when you put God to the test. Yes, your fathers put me to the test. They challenged me. They saw my works for 40 years. Therefore, I was disgusted with that generation. I said, their hearts were always going astray. So you see that, and the Bible attested that, and we see that, um, we know that David, he said, uh, um, and he says, God showed uh, the people of Israel his acts, and he showed Moses his ways and taught them. And so one of my prayer, and I know that um, the psalmist did that also in Psalm 25, that God would show him his ways. And so the uh, the importance of miracles are great, but we see that even with miracles, the heart of mankind cannot be swayed or moved. So um, it takes more than that. It takes the relationship. And so you have to understand God's ways. And so God was angry with these guys because of how they um, they disrespected him, if you will, in, uh, with their relationship. So what are some of the um, the principles of getting into the peace of God so that you and I can get there? And this is really an interesting thing that, um, that we're going to talk about because it's very easy for us to know when we are out of the will of God. Uh, when we begin to become fearful, we know we are out of the will of God. When we begin to worry, we know that we are out of the will of God. When we begin to, when we are getting anxious, we are out of the will of God. When we are getting all of those emotional states that are negative to the word of God, that's when you're out of the will of God. Because he tells us that Jesus said, my peace I give unto you, not as the world give I. You know, so God has given us peace. The Holy Spirit has, has a peace that we can go, go into. And the, it is, as I mentioned, very easy to recognize it. And so when we are out of the will of God, we are out of faith. And when we are out of faith, we can't receive anything because the scripture tells us that one must be in faith in order to receive, in order to please God. And when we mix our faith with the promise that God has given to us, the manifestation comes to us. So let's take a peek at some of those things that are um, that one has to develop within the framework uh, to obtain the uh, rest of God. So when we have a promise and we see a promise that we have taken out of the Word and we are believing God on and uh, we are now embarking on the walk of faith for the specific thing that we are asking God for within our our life. And as I mentioned to you, everything is in God's will. And so if it's in God's will, the scripture tells us he was the one that was leading them to the promised land. So... It is in God's will to lead them into the promised land. And so he's doing that in between 
what's going on between the promise and getting to the promised land is timing and some stuff that is happening in there and your relationship with your God and so forth. We know that they rebelled, they hardened their hearts. We know that they turned against God and God got um, got a little upset and said he's not going to deal with these people. So he took him into the wilderness for 40 years so that he can get rid of all of those that have hardened their heart, their hearts and not want to cooperate with their fate in order to bring the results. And we know that there are two men out of that group that survived that were of faith in the, uh, in the generation that died off in that 40 years. And that was Joshua and Caleb. And we know that Caleb was 80-something years when he got to the Promised Land, and this man was in his 80s fighting giants. Because it told us initially when he and... Um, when he and Joshua went there, it took a man, two men, with um, a pole in between carrying grapes to show them how the land was filled uh, bountifully. And so we know that these guys were giants or Nephilims, descendants of the Nephilims that they were coming up against. And that's why God told Joshua, fear not, and so forth. So we know that. That's why I said to you earlier, if fear is in your space and in your in your um, in your being at that time, and you're fearful, you're out of the will of God. And so this is a very easy check, guys. Very easy system that one knows if you're out of the will of the God, uh, the will of God. The, the fastest way I tell people to get into the will of God is to um, praise and worship. So now let's take a look. We're going to take a look at some of those things that um, uh, principles by which one can um, uh, uh, stay, if you will, within the will of God. And that is in Psalms twenty-seven, fourteen. It says, "Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord." So in that waiting, from uh, I'll take you to Promised Land. And um, we see the children of Israel doing their journey, they're walking. Within that space, they're supposed to wait because, again, he was the one that stated until it says, I'm going to take you to the promised land. So when they began to uh, come out of that space of not waiting on the Lord and start complaining, that's when they got on to dangerous ground. Isaiah 40 31 says, but they who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. So there is a promise uh, or an exchange that will happen for you when you are in a space where you're getting tired and where you're, you're, you know, we're human beings. God understands that. And so within his word houses the, um, everything that we need to, to get our, um, our promise. Let me explain. Um, if he wants to get you saved, the Bible says you can't save unless a preacher comes. And that preacher is preaching the word of salvation. So the word that you're hearing about salvation within the words of salvation houses the power to get you saved. So if you uh, want to get your healing, then what I would suggest is that you go and find words about healing because within the words of healing in the Word of God houses the anointing or the power to get you that healing. Because, again, that is God's Word 
That's his will about your health. So when you and I are looking at the, uh, the Word of God, we are looking at the will of God on a situation, whatever that situation is. Anxiety. The will of God is not that you and I be anxious. So fearfulness. The will of God is that we fear not. So when you're looking at the Word of God, you're looking at the will of God on anything, on the subject that he is talking about for that specific moment. So within, as I mentioned in Isaiah 40, uh, 31, within that promise, but they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. There's a promise for us of uh, restoration or renewing of strength. They shall mount up, and this is what it looks like. They shall mount up with wings like eagle. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So all of that promises is in the Word of God within that scripture dealing with waiting. So if you're waiting for something, that is an excellent scripture to grab onto and to encourage your body. So as you begin to confess and meditate on that Word, Things began to happen in our thoughts, in our body, actually, as well. The thought life, you can visualize your answers, visualize what you have. You receive it, and you shall have it. And you began to do a couple of things. And at a cellular level, also, one's words, when spoken, also begins to work on the body, on the cell, and began to change it. Uh, we know that words are powerful. We know that uh, there's a scientist that did some uh, studies about water, where he put some words in front of water, and the water, the molecules within the water began to change based on the words that they saw. So then life is within the water, and the molecules change. So those same things, the Bible tells us that the life is within the blood. Anything that has life the word will affect. And so if your situation is finances, if your situation is health, if your situation is someone is, is verbally abusing you, there's, there's scriptures for everything, guys. Look into the Psalms and look into um, uh, the word of God because the Bible tells us, I remember my mom used to say, um, she would play, pray dirty Harry prayers and she would pull out a lot of scriptures from the Psalms and uh, quote those scriptures on, on us while she's praying. Ah, the satisfying sounds of more sales in your business. And from the sound of it, your business is growing. But you shouldn't have to pay more to scale your business. With Stamps.com, you can import orders from wherever you sell online, find the lowest rates with the fastest delivery times, and instantly deliver tracking updates to your customers and stock up on supplies. Get started at Stamps.com today with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. So, very important about those things, man. So, um, and I remember she told me one day that she would, she was praying that God would dangle me in hell for me to get to see. She said, if that's what it takes... For me to get uh, um, straightened up with God. So, yeah, she was a little spicy woman, if you will. 
So we see then that one of those uh, principles is waiting on the Lord. The other that we have to do while we're doing this, because we have to trust in God. Trusting in God is, is probably the first thing. We have to trust that um, he will is able to keep his word. And uh, that's what happened with Abraham at the final thing in his um, in in his process of getting things. Abraham believed God and it was accredited to him as righteousness, the Bible says, and tells us that he was not weak in faith, but by giving glory to God. And it says, after all of everything, it says, Abraham, um, what he, he gained from the whole situation is that God was able to keep his word. And um, so then we know that the scripture tells us that God is faithful. So we've got to learn about all of these things. That's what I'm saying before we embark you have to learn about God first. What type of personality, what type of person is he? Um, he's faithful, he's trustworthy, he's loving. So we know we have to have all of that assurance before we walk into this relationship with God. And now we're going to do as the psalm says. Blessed is the man who walk, who makes the Lord his trust, who uh, does not turn to the proud to those who go astray after a lie. And we know that many of them are today going astray after a lie. And so God is very, very um, caring. He's loving. So we, once we know his personality and we know what he is, his faithfulness, his love, his, all these things, I have plans for you, plans to prosper. So all those things we know, then when we are going through our stuff, we are now trusting in him. As Psalms 118.8 says, it is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. And we all know that. Um, and that is an absolute um, principle. And we know that man, um, putting trust in man is, is just absolutely crazy. And so we know then that God is a faithful God. Whosoever trusts in his riches will fail. But the righteous will flourish like a green leaf. That righteous person puts their trust in God, and because they put their trust in God, they will not fail, and they will flourish like a green leaf. So we know that one of those principles is trust. We know that patient humility, how one handles themselves, and how we treat others in that time also, because we're walking this walk of faith, patience is another thing that we have to look at. And the Bible tells us that uh, rejoice in the Lord, that we ought to be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. So there is a uh, posture by which we have to be and uh, allow ourselves to be, and that is to be humil uh, be humble and uh, be uh, gentle and to be in a space where we are uh, able to um, be patient before God. With all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing one another in love. So we see that process, that when we are patient for the Lord, and when we are waiting patiently, uh, there's scriptures and Psalms that talk about be still before the Lord and wait patiently. So we know that patient. Uh, being patient is a space by which you and I need to visit in order for us to 
be able to stand as we are walking through from the beginning or the onset of our um, confession until the manifestation of it. We have to maintain that. As we as we have talked about, we learned about God's. This is was a purposeful design in which I had laid out this this thing for us to follow. And this was designed by the Lord because He had woken me up and told me to put these this together. So I know from putting it together, He has people that are needing this information. And we started about God's personality. Then we started about His will, and then we started about His timing. Everything is in his timing. So then, um, because everything is um, in his timing and he does everything excellent in his timing, we have to surrender to that. And in order to surrender to that, we have to have a couple of things. We have to wait on him. We have to trust him. We have to be patient with him. We have to be hopeful is another uh, space by which you and I have to um, be and pretend and, and to put ourselves in. Uh, let me take you to uh, some of the scriptures here and just show you some things about... Uh, so we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporal, but what is unseen is eternal. What is unseen? The Word of God um, for that situation. And I keep telling you the Word of God is the truth on that situation and what you are in and the facts of your situation is is temporary. So he says, so we fix our eyes not on what is seen, or we fix our eyes, we, um, uh, it says, for we fix our eyes not on what is seen, okay? But on what is unseen. So what is seen? It, and it's telling us not to fix our eyes on the current situation and look at what's happening. And we have some examples of that in the scriptures. And you guys always hear me talk about Peter. Peter fixed his eyes on the scene and he began to sink and it changed his life. And the woman with the issue of blood, she fixed her eyes on the unseen, said she heard and she said within herself, if I can touch his, the hem of his garment, nothing else meant anything. The, the crowd of people that was around her, the fact that she had to go against the crowd, nothing was not seen to her. She didn't, um, she didn't focus on any of that. She was focusing on the unseen. The unseen was the fact that if I touch his hem that was inside of her, she would receive her healing. She got it. And so she focused on what was not seen. And so most of us are focused. And it tells us that Abraham and Sarah did not consider their body now dead. And what is that stated? Did not consider, they did not focus on their body. And so these two old people, according to our time, you know, those are some old folks. They were getting it on, if you will. And so they didn't focus on the fact that they were old. They didn't focus on that. They focused on getting it on so that they can bring this promise um, to, to uh, you know, to pass because it is the word of God. And he said that they would, she would get pregnant, and she did. So this scripture in 2 Corinthians 4.18 is telling us that our eyes should be somewhere, our focus should be somewhere. It should not be on the facts, but it should be on the truth. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since, we, uh, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. 
So we know then that hopefulness, and I've talked to you about biblical hope, that hope is an earnest expectation. So when you and I are in that earnest expectation of something, we are, and couple that with our our faith, it must come to pass. I mean, it, it has no other choice. And so you and I have to make sure that we are able to be in a space of hopefulness and our hope is in God. The Lord delights in those who fear him, who put their hope in his unfailing love. This is Psalms 147.11. So God loves you. That's what you have to learn from the beginning or the onset of this um, journey that you're taking. He loves you. He loves you so much that his son died for you. Jesus loved you so much that he he went and he um, took all the shame and everything. He became sin for you. So the um, question of his love for you should not be anything that you are questioning about. Now, the fact that does he want to make you, does he want you to be healed? Well, apparently he does because it tells us that, that by the stripes of Jesus Christ you are and you were according to the two different scriptures based on the timeline of the word spoken so proverbs twenty three eighteen, there is surely a future hope for you and your hope will not be cut off that is proverbs twenty three eighteen. so we know these things and another state by which you and i have to be in order to get these things um you know in that space is that we have to give thanks and when and i've talked to you we talked about this before that when we do that we are actually in the will of god so when we are waiting on god when we're trusting in god when we're being humble when we're being patient when we're being hopeful when we're being thankful all of these are keeping us within the framework of the will of God. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And that is in First Thessalonians 5.18. So we know that when we do this, we are in the will of the Father. And when we are in the will of the Father, we know that we will get that petition that we're asking for because if we ask anything according to his will, we know that we get it. And so we know that he hears us, number one, and we know that he gives us the petition that we're asking for because the petition was based on his word. So you and I cannot give up. You cannot give up. And so you and I are called to be thankful that the peace of Christ rule in your heart since as members of one body, you are called to peace and be thankful. And that is my whole thing that I've been trying to tell you guys, that you and I are called to peace in the sense that we are called to have this life of peace. And once we are walking in peace and um, doing the will of God, because the idea is that you and I are in the will of God, and as we are doing these things and being in the will of God, we are in peace. We are not in fear. We are not in doubt. We are not in unbelief. We are not in anywhere else. But we are in the center of the will of God. Another space by which we have to be is to be um, uh, grateful 
You know, we are love. Ephesians chapter 5.20 Always give thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So uh, we are seeing as we are in this space, and again we are talking about the space between the manifestation of the confession until it manifests. What are we doing? What type of lifestyle are we supposed to be having? What is our actions in that space? And our actions are these principles that I'm talking about. Again, we're talking about trusting God. We're talking about waiting on Him. We're talking about being humble. We're talking about being patient. We're talking about being hopeful. We're talking about being thankful. We're talking about being grateful. And also, uh, one of the other scriptures that I want to talk to you, that uh, Abraham worshiped God, tells us, and, and he got his miracle. So... One of the spaces that we can be in, but I, by your great love, can come into your house in reverence. I bow down towards your holy temple to do what? To worship God. And when we get into that space of worship, guys, again, and you've heard me say this over and over and over again, I believe that when we get into that space, we are taking our place in the heavenlies. And I believe when we are taking our place in the heavenlies, I believe that we can change things. It is also one of the stance, one of the strategies within warfare, um, praising and worshiping God and thanking God. You know that the the, um, the temple, uh, not the, the walls of Jericho, came down with um, when they were praising and worshiping and thankful that you know uh, serving God in that fashion. And so I believe many of these stance that we are looking at are all ways of worship because and warfare and strategies of warfare because what are we doing we're activating the father to do and respond on our behalf because he says i am your protector and i i i i'm i'm going to make sure that um they don't touch you he says even though it looks like you're 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 falling apart he says i got your back and so this is to activate our father on our behalf we know that when we are in that space, those spaces that I talked about, the Bible says the, the thing that we need to look for to make sure that we are there in it and that we are operating within all of those principles is peace. And when we are there, we are in the peace of God. We are in his rest. And when we are there, guys, that's when we get all of our stuff and we get every desire that we want. And uh, the Bible teaches us that God is on our side. And I want to encourage all of you guys. We've been looking at this uh, for a while now. We started about just looking at God, looking at who he is, looking at the fact that everything is in his time, everything is in his will, everything, guys, that we are seeing on this planet at this time is to take us to the will of Father to fulfill his desire and his outcome that he has for mankind in week six of the timeline. Because the Bible tells us that uh, it was seven days and God rested on the seventh day. And I believe that we are in week six. And if you look at the word of God, you will see that we are there. So I want to encourage all of you that God loves you. He cares for you. And he wants you to get those 
desires that he has placed in you, um, those that are Christians, those are that are born again. Um, again, I want to uh, make that clear because there are many that are going around today calling themselves Christians that are not Christians at all. They do not know Jesus Christ and they do not um, have anything to do with him uh, because he's talking about loving and people screaming hatefulness and that is not Jesus Christ. That is not God Almighty. That is strictly from the devil because the Bible tells us that who he is. And when, um, you know, uh, Maya Angelou said, when they show you who you are, who they are, believe them. And so I want to encourage you guys to believe them and not to fall into that pit of the line because the scripture tells us that in the last days, one of the things of in the last days is that they will believe the lie. So be very careful. But I will talk to you guys about all of these different states by which we are able to walk within that that timeline for the manifestation of our blessings. So go get your blessings, guys. All those prophecies that God gave to your family and to give to you, challenge him, remind him of it, and begin to walk your walk of faith and put yourself in these states so that you can receive from God. The Bible says, the just shall live by faith. Also states that we walk by faith and not by sight. Thank you for coming to Blueprint of Faith. And remember, Every child of God overcomes the world, for our faith is the victorious power that triumphs over the world. So be not weary, but imitate them who through faith and patience inherit the promises of God. Again, thank you for coming. Please subscribe, and if you can, support us financially. We deeply appreciate it. Until next time, invite your family, friends, neighbors, church, study group, and even people you don't like. You can hear us on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more.